Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on in. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Rebecca Allen and I'm a career success coach for corporate women, which means that I help you get promoted. I help you become heard. I help you become trusted advisors. I help you inform decision making. I help you thrive in your leadership role. Now, welcome on in. I'm delighted to be here and I'm actually here today because I had a client session earlier in the week where my client, and I'm going to call her Anna, Anna came to me and she was really frustrated because she had just seen a spreadsheet with all of her peers and her juniors' salaries all listed together on this massive spreadsheet. And she was absolutely mortified to see that she was being paid a lot less than some people who were younger than her, less experienced than her. Um, Some of her peers were paid more than her. And she was really, really shattered, flabbergasted, shocked, devastated. I mean, they were all kind of a huge range of emotions that she was feeling. And we had this really constructive session around it. And I thought, you know what, this is such an important topic to talk about, because whether we find out or not, in that sort of way, it's sometimes possible that you do find out that you're being paid differently to your peers or to juniors or whatever it might be. And I thought it was an important thing for us to talk about, because I don't want you to get demoralized. And I know that the kind of obvious thing is to feel depressed and down and and shattered, just as Anna did. But that sort of emotional response, although completely human and is completely expected, can't last. You have to kind of get out of that space and move into a decision-making, you know, solution-solving mindset rather than staying stuck in that problem. And I don't want you to... I don't want to underestimate or belittle the feeling because I completely understand where you're coming from. It absolutely hurts to feel um, undervalued and to feel underpaid. But like I say, it's all about getting out of that space and feeling um, like you can have some control over this and getting some basic strategy to find a solution because we want solutions, right? Coaching is all about getting you from where you are right now to where you want to get to. You know, if you're not in the space that you want to be, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling unrecognized, if you're feeling unheard, invisible, these are all the things that clients talk to me about when we first meet. And then we get strategic and we say, okay, well, what is it that we want? What does good look like? You know, what does 12 months from now look like if everything's working as you want it to? as a starting point. And then, of course, we have to think about what the strategies are to get you there. So as your coach, as a coach, I am here all the way to support you to help you achieve what you want to achieve. And, you know, this is a one of those situations that absolutely is up there. You know, how do you manage your own self-expectations? How do you you know, pull yourself back up again when you've been knocked back? How do you start thinking strategically about asking for and getting for more of the outcomes that you want, um, you know, from in your career? So 
I'm going to let's talk about it today and I'm going to take you through a bit of the a similar process that I went through with Anna the other day because I think it's super useful to think about it this way. And I think the first thing that you've got to do is get some sense of perspective on what's going on. And although it becomes very much about this other person and what this other person's being paid and how unfair that is, we need to get a bit of perspective on how it might be that that person has arrived at the place they have arrived at. Now, for the sake of today and for like the sake of a role play, if you like, I'm going to call this peer or this junior person, Jamie. Okay. It's a sort of a, a name that could apply to anybody so that it kind of resonates with you. So let's just call this person, Jamie. So this person is being paid X. It might be 20% more than you. It might be 30% more than you, whatever the number. Okay. I want you to think about the steps that Jamie may or may not have taken to have got to the position where they are today, where they're getting that sort of extra 20% or 30% to give you some sense of perspective. Okay. So we want to look at this objectively. Like I say, have the emotion, get the emotion out of your system, and then let's get constructive and practical and in that solution mindset, which means we have to become objective. So let's look at what Jamie may have done to have achieved the outcome that Jamie has achieved. So first and foremost, Jamie may have negotiated in the very first grad role. You know, some people do that. Some people do not do that. But Jamie may have done that. And it might have become a habit that Jamie has consistently and frequently negotiated for themselves at every juncture along the steps of their career. And that may or may not be the same case for you. But let's just focus first on Jamie. Okay. So Jamie could also have come from a previous work culture or a previous industry where financial reward was really high on the agenda, like employees just got paid very well, for example, and then they've moved across to your company. And you know, their expectation is the same. It could be that bonuses and equity were part of those packages. And they might not be in your current um, company, for example. Um, it could be that Jamie has specific skills, specific qualifications, um, specific opportunities that they've had in their careers, experiences that have given them that edge, that have made them more competitive, that have made them more of an asset than you know they were maybe 10 years previously or five years previously or two years previously. So those things matter. You know, when it comes to salary negotiation, if you've got value that the organization doesn't have already, for example, and you're bringing that into the organization, you can negotiate for that specific asset value. Okay, so it could be that Jamie has got those extra skills experiences, for example, under their belt. And maybe it's just the case that Jamie's expectations are higher. Maybe Jamie expects to be paid more. Maybe Jamie expects to be paid at a particular level. So they're just hypotheticals. We don't know anything about Jamie. <laughs> and the point I want to make to you is whatever steps Jamie has taken along that journey, they're actually none of your business because they're Jamie's decisions Jamie's choices, Jamie's actions and behaviors that have created that outcome for them, which is why it's none of your business what other people are paid, because that has been their journey and their process. But what you can do is have a look at what behaviors and actions Jamie or anybody could have taken to have achieved these outcomes. And you can ask yourself, okay, well, to be fair, you know, I haven't negotiated hard on, on my own behalf. I've accepted everything. You know, the first time, first offer I was ever given, I just accepted it and said, thank you very much. And I was actually grateful for that, um, for that offer. 
So I never negotiated hard. I never pushed. I've certainly not consistently negotiated hard on my, you know, on my own behalf every single time throughout my career. I've certainly not come from uh, previous companies where, you know, financial reward was really, really prevalent and everybody was paid really, really well. I've not come from an industry like that. I don't have those skills. I don't have those specific experiences or pieces of expertise that could sort of help me really market myself in a different way. So you get what I'm saying? You kind of have a look at some of these steps and just ask yourself really honestly, have I taken those steps myself? Have I been proactive in asking for what I want? Have I consistently shown up? Have I consistently asked? These are the questions you can ask yourself, okay? So rather than getting upset and comparing yourself to other people, have a think instead about yourself and have a think about what you may or may not be doing and what you could do differently in the future. This is about taking a new perspective today. It's about deciding today that you're ready, you're worth it, you deserve this pay rise. All those things really matter and starting to take the steps that you need to negotiate for yourself. So I think, you know, if you want to start negotiating for yourself, have a think about what some of those strategies are that you could adopt so that you could do it more effectively. I think the second thing that you can look at is it's not just salary, right, that makes people happy. Yes, an income and an appropriate income is very, very important. However, it's not everything. And I think it's worth always asking yourself, what else is important to me? What else matters? You know, do I need to have some growth opportunities here? Do I want to have some new qualifications under my belt? Could my company perhaps pay for that? What else could my company do? What other things are important to me? Is balance important to me, for example? Is mentorship important to me? This is a really important one. And I think people often forget about mentorship and mentorship can go both ways. Mentorship can be mentorship that you get from somebody else and somebody gives you their insights as to how they've done your role before you and help you become better at your job. So that's somebody giving you their knowledge and experience. But also you could start mentoring other people, more junior people, because it's incredible what that gives you as well, as well as giving them some insight and some support. It also gives you massive credibility. It gives you massive kind of feel goods in your own self, you know, that you're doing something valuable and helpful to other people. So have a think about that too. It's not just about salary. So the third thing that I was going to say was, you know, you can look at market value as a means to start thinking about how to negotiate better for myself. And market value is really important to understand what your market value is, what people are paid to do your role in your industry. I always suggest people to look at both men and women because you don't want to fall foul of the gender pay gap. You really want to understand what everybody is paid in your role. But I have to say, although that's really, really important, it's still important to do these other things too. And I think it's important too to know in yourself what you're happy to be paid. You know, if I could say the ideal for me is X, what would that look like? I feel that that's reasonable. I feel that that's, you know, reflecting the value and the energy that I'm putting into this company. Have a think too about that. And then just start getting more proactive about asking for what you want. Start having those conversations with your boss. Start explaining your expectations. Start talking to them about what matters to you and what you're looking for from your career and what your expectations are in terms of the remuneration at the end of it. That's a really important piece as well. And I think it's often forgotten that we have to talk about what our expectations are so that it's clear. Because the thing is, is unless you make your expectations clear, People make assumptions that you're happy. And if they think that you're happy, they'll do nothing to help you move forwards in your career. 
and that's not everybody, of course. There are some managers who are extremely proactive and really want to G up their teams and help their teams progress individually. But if you're working for somebody who's, you know, that is not part of their agenda and that's not something that drives them, then it's up to you to take that to them. And to be honest, it's always up to you to take it to them. It doesn't matter what your manager is all about. It's always up to you to take it to them. So I hope you've got some good insight from today's conversation. I really don't want you to feel stuck and frustrated and um, annoyed and overlooked and just unhappy in your role because, like I say, it's a very common thing that I hear from the women that I speak to um, when they first come and work with me. And I just love, love, love coming to work every day because so much of the work that we do really empowers them to become the person they want to be, to become that role model that they want to be, to have the confidence and the courage to stand up in meetings and speak their authentic truth and to share their expertise. And, you know, what happens is the more you do that, the more people seek you out for your expertise too. And I think that's the wonderful thing about personal branding. The more that you work on those strategies, the more that you work on building your profile, the easier it becomes. And one of the programs that we work um, with our clients on is called the Personal Branding Blueprint. It's an incredible program. It can take about 10 weeks. It's very flexible. So I'm being very kind of um, unprescriptive about the time frame, but it takes about 10 weeks to go through. And we look at all sorts of fascinating aspects of branding. We look at positioning and how to raise your profile. We look at your actual brand and the machinations of that brand and how that interacts with other people. And we look at your stakeholders too and how to build your reputation and your credibility and your visibility with those key people who can help you move forward in your career. And if you're looking to get started on your journey and your career journey, the best thing to do is to book in with me for a free 15-minute career strategy call where we'll talk about one of the key things that's really getting on your nerves at the moment in your business, in your company, and what you're looking to achieve. And then we will start talking about the solutions and how to get you moving in the right direction. So if you want to book one of those free strategy calls, there is a link in the show notes. You can do that, no problem. Just go to the show notes and scroll right to the bottom and down there, there are some resources. You can get into my diary, as I say, to book a free 15-minute career strategy call. You can also grab hold of one of our resources, which is the seven habits of female execs who get promoted. It's crammed with strategies. You really want this document if you want to get ahead quickly, okay? Because there are strategies in there that clients I have worked with for the last 13 years have used. It's a tried and tested set of steps that you can take yourself to get promoted more quickly. And I would love you to have that. It's a gift from me to you um, because that's just the way that I roll. <laughs> so grab your copy. You can get, also get that guide, Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. And listen, I'll see you next week. Get negotiating. Ask for what you want. The more you ask, the more you get. 